Okay, Parshas Achreimois. Ay, 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 tremendous, tremendous Parsha with so much that seems to be relevant about what we're going through. And I was thinking, you know, maybe people are a little bit uh, coronavirus out with all the different schmoozing that are going on, trying to various po- topics in the Parsha. But then it just hit me, and a couple of emails that I received from different people who are asking for personal chizik on what's going on and everything else, that it just, there are so many topics in this week's Parsha that just hit us with what's going on, that I just could not let the opportunity go by. And I want to bring to your attention two particular points. If you look right in the beginning of the parsha, right in the beginning of the parsha, parsha, parsha's achremos perek tezayin, posuk base, second posuk in the parsha. Vayoyim Hashem el Moshe, daba el Aaron, speak to Aaron your brother, achichov al yovoi b'chol eis el hakodesh. Don't always come into a mokim kodesh. Me base la poroiches al panea kapoyes ashala oritz for the yomos kibo on an era la kapoyes. Very interesting. Why is Moshe Rabbeinu telling his brother Aaron Akain not to always enter into a mokim kodesh? Says Rashi. Says Rashi. Olafi shegolay shechinosti shom since there's a giloy shechina in this place. This is Rashi Poshapshat means that even Aaron Akain, on the level that Aaron Akain was, which was a tremendous level, if he would always come into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, it would almost be like, it would be habit. It would be, he always does, big deal, not a big deal anymore. And in fact, there was an unbelievable Yavitz. An incredible Yavitz. We're learning Perkyovis, as you know. It's actually up to the Mishnah that we're holding by. Which is Perik Aleph Mishni Dushta Dalit. Yoseb ben Yeza ish Tsweda Yosef ben Yochan Ishalai Yushalaim Kiblu Mayhem. Yoseb ben Yeza ish Tsweda Ime Y Beskha Bez Vadla Chachomim. Your house, and we'll explain in the Pukyovashe Bezal Shem tomorrow, but your house should be a Vadla Chachomim, it should be the meeting place. For all the rabbis, for all the meetings, that should be the place for having Miss Abig Bafuraglayem. You should drink with thirst their words. An incredible Yavitz Rabbi Say. He brings over here a posuk in Yecheskel Perek Memvav Posuk Tes. Where the posuk says, and I'm not going to go now into the details of why the posuk is saying this, over by Amoretz, where he's talking about a situation when Amoretz comes to the Beis Hamikdash for the Gimel Regolim, for the Sholish Regolim, for Yom Tov time. He can come inside, no problem. But says the Pasuk in Yecheskel, he should always leave in a different door than he came. In other words, he shouldn't enter and exit in the same door. It should be a totally different door. What's the reason? Mahabshat. Just walk in the door and walk out the door. Why, why is it that he has to walk in one door and walk out a different door? explains the Yavitz, an unbelievable thing, and the Lashon of the Yavitz is as follows, Ki hikbid Hashem Yisbarach. The Rabbi Nishalonim was makbid. Shalai yira hashah shnei pa'amim. We didn't want this guy who comes to the Beis HaMikdash, he only comes three times a year, right? He comes, Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot. He comes, Oyla Regal, he comes to see the Beis HaMikdash, he comes to Yerushalayim. We didn't want him to see the same door twice. Pen Yishvabein of L'Shabesoy. It's going to be like the house, door in his house. It's going to be like a regular door. And therefore he's going to get cooled down from it. And Rabbi Chaim Shmulevitz learns this Yavitz in a tremendous way. 
and when he uses it as akdoma to what I want to speak about, he says the biggest obstacle that we have for personal growth is habit. That's the biggest obstacle. Because that's what's going on over here. Can you imagine he comes into the base of Mikdash, he's only there three times a year. But don't see the same door twice. Because if you see the same door twice, eh, it's like a regular door in my house. Big deal. Habit. Habit, Rabbi Sai. There's no question. There's absolutely no question. Especially those of you Hoshiva guys that are listening right now in a situation, this is not a regular, a regular situation of Azman. But I'll call upon him. Habit we all had, and we often have habit in our lives. But there's no question that the Rabbi Shalom is right now breaking our habit. He's breaking our habit of going to Shun in the regular way. He's breaking our habit of going to Yeshiva in a regular way. He's breaking our habit in so many of our natural interactions that we have. The things that we were so used to doing, and we have been doing for years and years and years, we have now stopped. Some people for the very first time people that never missed a minion in their lives, all of a sudden have missed already weeks and weeks of minyanim. And for good reason. There's a reason for it. And again, I'm not, you know, I'm not capable of speaking about the reason for what's going on. But just to understand a little bit of minyanim de yoma in regards to our pausha. Something very, very special. Number one, the Indian of habit and breaking habit as we saw. From the beginning of the pausha. But then you move on. You remember about 14 psukim in, 14, 15, 16 psukim in, and you get to Posik Yudzain. Same parrot, Tezain Yudzain. Where the Posik says, Here we're talking about a situation where the Kohen Gadol is coming into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Now we know Chazal tell us it's only once a year. He came in on Yom Kippur. It's the highest day of the year. It was a day that all of Klal Yisrael were waiting for the, the output. What would be the result of the Kohen Gadol walking into the Kodesh HaKadoshim? As we know, Chazal tell us scary things happen. They used to tie chains to his leg so they could pull him out. Many of the Kohanim unfortunately didn't make it through the day. We're talking about the pinnacle. We're talking about the climax of the entire year. The holiest day of the year. The holiest place in the entire planet. And as the Torah tells us in this week's parasha, There's nobody there. He's in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, doing the holiest avoider for Gantz Klal Yisrael. The Tfilas we know, we say them by Yom Kippur, by Musav and Chazar Hashats. We say the most incredible Yerotsons that the Kohen Gadol himself said in this Kodesh HaKadoshim, just for the mere minutes that he was inside. But what's incredible to, to see is there was no one else there. No one else was there to witness, to see the tremendous avoider that was going on in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, just the Kohen Gadol by himself. Rav Shinshin Pinkas Zatzal in the Sefer understands from here a tremendous yesite. Tremendous yesite. He said we can learn from here an unbelievable idea in Avodah Hashem. That sometimes, and you can see clearly from this week's parasha, that the highest level of Avodah Hashem is when we're alone. The highest level and the, the, the opportunities that we have when we're alone are opportunities that can give us 
the biggest rays in Avodah Hashem, the closest time we can get to the Rabbi Nishlanim. And he said it's true, sometimes we need to do things Barabim, as we know, Baroiv Am Hadras Melach, sometimes Dafko, we go together with Tzibor, we Dabim B'Tzibor, we do things B'Tzibor, of course, there's an Indian of Baroiv Am Hadras Melach, and many, many times that is the Lachat that should be done. But we have to realize and we have to cherish and we have to appreciate that when we're by ourselves, it's not that by default we happen to be in our homes, but the Rabbi Shalom right now is giving us an opportunity that we would never have got otherwise. He broke our habits. He broke our regular daily schedule, weekly schedules, month schedule, whatever it, did, whatever it was going to be. And he gave us an opportunity to be like the Kohen Godel in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And he brings the most tremendous marshal, an incredible marshal. He says, you know, you have a pot of water, right? You take a pot of water, you put it onto the fire, you put the fire on, you boil up the water. Beautiful. How hot is the water going to get? I'm not a scientist, but he brings this down, so I believe him. He says it's not going to get more than 100 degrees. It's just not possible. You know, so you can make the fire hotter and hotter and higher and higher. But the water will never get more than 100 degrees. That's just physics. That's just how it goes. There is one exception, however. And that exception is when you take, I don't know how many of you are familiar with this, the old-fashioned pressure cookers. Pressure cookers was like this big pot that had a big lid with a little tiny spout on the top and the smoke goes on, you close it, and you tight close it, and it can sometimes explode. And I've seen it in my own house and sometimes it exploded. But there, says Roshan Pinkus, all of a sudden, then it can actually reach much, much higher temperatures than a regular pot. Why? Because it's totally closed. It's totally encapsulated. It's totally in an enclosure. When something is totally secluded and enclosed, it can reach higher temperatures. Says Roshan Pinkus, an unbelievable yesoid. Something that we always have to know, but specifically now. We're in our homes. We don't go out that much. Sometimes a little bit here, a little bit there. Those, those of us that live in Eretz maybe we'll hop a minion. Those of us that have to go shopping for our parents to do that, that will do also. We'll do what we have to do, but generally we're at home. A lot more than we are used to being home, especially now in the situation where this month has started. But we have to understand that the Rabbanishnam is giving us an incredible opportunity to reach a level of avoidas Hashem that we generally don't get. And he brings a raya from a Rambam. There's a Rambam in Hilchus Talmud Torah. The Rambam says in Peret Gimel, Halacha Yud Gimel, says the Rambam, and I'll quote, Afal P, Shemitzvah Lilmud Bayoim Ubalayla, Vigisa Bayoim Ubalayla. We know there's a mitzvah to learn, Yom Ubalayla. Ein Odom Lomad Roiv Chachmasai Elabalayla. Where does a person really get his Chachma? That's only by night. Lefichach therefore continues the Rambam. If a person wants to be zeicher to the keser atoyah, he should make sure that not even one night is ruined and is lost. Beshina sleeping b'chida v'shtiya kiyotzer behem ella b'tamotoyah v'divrei chachma. Why? Now there are many situations. Sometimes it's more quiet, so people can generally get things done. That's definitely true. But it's more than that. As Rav Shinshan understands, Pshat Nurambam is, is because a night time is a time where people are sleeping. It's quieter outside. There's nothing going on. It's quiet. 
in those times a person can accomplish a lot more than any other time. And Rabbi said, that's what we have to understand is going on over here. The Rabbi Shalom is giving us an opportunity, take the opportunity. Take the opportunity to understand who you are and what your opportunities are. You know, there's a mission in Perukh Yavis. Towards the end of the Perik, in, in Perik Aleph, uh, Mishnah Yudalit, Hu Hoya Oimeh, talking about Hillel, Im Ein Anili Mili. If there isn't to me, if I'm not for myself, who will be for me? There's a famous Kotzke Rebbe. Kotzke Rebbe says on this Mishnah, a very famous quote, which I'm sure many of you are familiar with. He says, and I'm going to quote, If I am because, if I am I, because I am I, and you are you because you are you, then I exist and you exist. However, if I am I because you are you, and you are you because I am I, then I do not exist and you do not exist. I hope you got that. But the Kotzka explains basically that in order for a person to have a real, meaningful, constructive identity, then he should be something that he gives to himself. He has to identify himself. And as someone recently spoke to me about this, he was having trouble with being at home, it was difficult with his parents, whatever, it was a difficult situation. And he, one thing he did acknowledge to me was, he said, you know, we have a lot of time to think about who we are. We have a lot of time to be comfortable with who we are and the Avodah Hashem that we do. Because, you know, so often we walk into shul and we're carried away in the wave of, with the tefillah, of the tzibur. We're carried with the wave, the tzibur, a davening, or made, yeah, hey, shema. You just, you, you just feel like you have to get into it because that's what everyone else is doing. So, so you get into it, you know. He comes on Shabbos and there's a geshmaka lachadoidi with a geshmaka nigan and everybody together, ba'achtos, is singing. It's so beautiful. You feel kedusha Shabbos and you have zmiris and yeshiva together and it's so gavaldic. Sometimes, it's not real. It's not me. I'm being carried of the wave of the tzibur. But right now, a person has to realize his identity. He has to have valid awareness of his abilities, his character traits, and everything that he represents. There's a Moradik Aloshan in Rabaran, Mishnah Surabaran in Chaylik Aleph. He says, and I quote, V'chayiv odom lispoinin ulahaki b'chashivas ha'gadula sheyesh boy ba'atzimusoy. Says Rabaran, that every one of us have an obligation to recognize within ourselves the godless that the Rabbi Nishlolem gave us. And you know, so often it, we, we don't have the opportunity, we don't give ourselves the time to think about it. Because we're busy in our schedule, we're busy in our day, we're busy with Itzibu, we're busy with others, and that's great. But right now the Rabbi Nishlolem has broken the habit, has put us in our homes, and said, think about who you are, and think about Yahweh Hashem. Think about that. In the, Pasuk, in, the next, in, in this week's parasha, which is the other parasha, parasha Skadoshim. Again, there is so much that just, just sort of highlights everything that's going on. The Yisim li Kedoshim, and then the Pasuk continues, Ve'evdel Askem in Amim Li I'm separating you. Of course, Pasuk Shat means from the other nations. But it means, says Eliyahu Meir blocks that self and tells Chazal are teaching us. Of course, we have to do the mitzvahs and we have to learn the Torah. But every Yid has to recognize and realize his distinctiveness, his separation, what he's good at. What can he do? What milers he has? And we recognize it so much more now 
when we open up our siddam, we're by ourselves, quietly in the room. Ashrei Yoshvei Veisecha. We daven a mincha, a shmona esra, a mariv, a kriyishma. You know, it's, it's, it's much more difficult. But maybe with all that difficulty comes with it an amazing opportunity to realize who we really are. You know, there was a Maisa here in Yerushalayim quite a number of years ago. As you'll understand from the story, there was a certain rov who gave a dafyoyim yishe. And he had a bunch of people in the shul who came in. And one day, a fellow walks into the shul. He was a Russian Jew. You never saw him before. He'd obviously moved into the area. A Russian Jew walks in, sits down, doesn't even open up a Gemara, has no idea what's going on. He can see clearly that this guy has no clue what's flying. But since that day he walked in, every single day, this Russian Jew walked in. In, a, in a, an incredible, you know, act of, you know, consistency. He was always there. He was always at the Shia. He had no idea what was going on. And the Rav never really got an opportunity to go over to him and said, Rabid, are you okay? Shalom Aleichem. Because as soon as the Shia finished, he ran off. And, and when it started, he wasn't there. He came in the middle. So he never really got an opportunity until one day. One day, Yerushalayim got a tremendous amount of snow. And nobody showed up. And the Rav realized that, I guess there's no one's going to be me and my Gemara. So he started to learn, and all of a sudden, as, as if it was on clockwork, this Russian Jew walked in. And the Rav says, ah, here's my opportunity. And he says, Rabir Shalom Aleichem, I guess you've moved into the area. Tell me, what's your name, where are you from? Talks a little about him, and he says to him, you know, I, I kind of noticed, he said it in a respectful manner, that I, I, you don't really come with the Gemara, it doesn't seem like you're following in. Like, can I ask, what, what are you doing here? So the year says, I'll tell you. He says, from a young age, I was actually taken by the Russian army as a child. And he said a very interesting thing. He said that for the first six months, when you're conscripted into the army, they don't teach you anything about fighting. Nothing about using weapons, nothing about fighting the enemy. They don't teach you anything. What do they teach you? They teach you the yichus of the Tsar. They tell you who the Tsar is, how chashiv he is, how, how, how powerful he is, his parents, his brothers, his children, the family. They give you all the whole understanding of, of where Russia comes from. Everything. And I started thinking, what are you doing? What, like, teach me how to fight. I mean, I don't want to do this, but if I'm here, at least tell me to do something. What are you teaching me this for? And they explained to me, you have to understand, we know that you're going to be a soldier on the Tsar's army. Before anything, you have to know who you're fighting. You have to know who you're fighting against, who you're up against. He said, this Yid, he said, when I came and I moved into this area, I had no Jewish upbringing, no education. And as a young child, I was, you know, in the army, I had no idea of anything. I heard about the shit that you give every single day. I heard about this Dafiomi business. I don't know how to learn. I don't know how to read. But if I want to live as a Yid, I have to know who I'm fighting. I have to know the Rabbi Nishlalim. I have to know where I'm coming from. I have to know what I'm doing. And that's an unbelievable lesson. And I think the parasha this week is telling us a really, really important lesson for our own lives in this situation that we are. And that is, number one, as we mentioned, the breaking of the teva, the breaking of the habit. Not the things we do every day are good. Sometimes you stop and think, where are we holding? But more than that, the avoider that the Rabbi Nishlonim wants for us now, we could get to higher madregas than we would ever get to if we would have done it in public. And it means, however hard it is to daven, however hard it is to learn, however hard it is to get up, zosman kriyashar, zosman tefillah, all the halachas that we have, we do, that we sort of take for granted that we do, because that's part of the schedule of a daily life. 
Now we have to do it, and it means so much more to the Rabbi Nishlam. The Rabbi Nishlam waits. He's waiting. He put us in the situation so that we would actually act. We would rise above what we could do. We would, we would tap into our natural instincts and we would think where we're holding and it's incumbent upon every single one of us to stop and think at this time. What does the Rabbi Nishlam want from me? How can I better myself? Yes, I'm by myself. I don't have the Koyach HaTzibor with me. Mitzvah Hashem will come soon. But before that happens, and as we say, we go, life goes back to normal. As somebody called me recently, he says to me, I'm just checking. We don't want life to go back to normal, do we? I said, absolutely not. Yes, we want Mitzvah Hashem, the virus, to go away. We want people to go back to Minyanim and people to go back to learning. And yes, we want life to go back to some level of normality. Not back to where it was. Because how it was it? we were just doing habit, we were just going through the motions. Now is our opportunity to think. Now is our opportunity to serve the Rabbi Nishlonim with so much fire, with so much love, with so much warmth. That's what he wants from us. He's waiting for it. He loves us. And he put us in this situation so that we can do that. And Emitz Hashem, if we do this, as we saw from this week's parishes, Rabbi Shinshon Pinkus brings down, the water that gets hot in a pot can only get to 100 you put it in a pressure cooker, it gets much hotter because it's surrounded by the walls of itself. And that's us. We're surrounded the walls of our houses. We can get so hot, so fired up in Yiddishkeit, in the Rabbi Nishlam, in Avas Hashem, in Tefillah, in Emunah Betoch, and there's so much. The Rabbi Nishlam is waiting for us. He loves every one of us and he loves every single effort that we put in. He absolutely loves and cherishes. And Rabbi Shalom Be'ezah Hashem will give us the Atadishmaya that we'll get out of this, but we will leave as different people Be'ezah Hashem.